0: They were really approaching the problem as, as a public policy problem. Like, how do we get more people to ride public transit? How do we get people to use bike share? How we've got a lot of people moving into the city, you know, people who are living in you know, newly built buildings and have never used these before. Maybe they, you know, were in college, maybe they were somewhere where they drove everywhere. How do we educate them and and you know help influence them to, to try out these different
1: options? Most corporations don't merely exist on paper. They exist in a physical location with a workforce that needs to travel there. In the 21st century, the problem is complicated. As cities grow denser, public transportation becomes more relied on, and new options, such as bike share programs and ride share startups, are always entering the mix. On the latest Uptech report, I interview Matt Kaywood, the founder and CEO of Transit Screen, a company that's working to help organizations navigate the complexities of getting their employees from point A to point B. Their main product allows people to glance at a screen and see in real time a full range of current transportation options, including trains, buses, ride chairs, bicycles, and cars. Information that can affect everything from getting home to relocating your headquarters. Matt, I'm excited to have our conversation today and, and really dig into Transit Screen and why you started it and the problem that you're looking to solve in the world. To, to begin, I'd like you to describe your company and why it exists in a very brief five seconds. What what would you say?
0: Um, we solve the problem of helping people know what and where they can take transportation in a, mostly an urban environment. So. To make it a little bit simpler than that, I used to leave the lab late at night when I was in grad school and I would have a choice of buses and I never knew where to go to pick them up or when they were coming. And uh, giving me that information right as I was leaving the building, that's the goal. transcript.
1: Got it. And I love it. Just, you you experienced the problem already <laughs> and you're like, wow, okay, this needs to be solved. This started in 2013, you, you co-founded this company?
0: Yeah, that's right. And it I was a little bit of a uh, government project actually. Before that, so I was um, advising this this kind of government research project in Arlington, Virginia. I was I was also um, working at a, a national lab at the time in in the DC area, and uh, it, like many government projects, it created some very really interesting technology, some some you know novel technology that didn't really exist before, and uh, kind of lacked a commercialization strategy. Uh, so I ended up being the person who who kind of. Uh, found my way to that responsibility and and uh, to commercializing it in the form of startup.
1: Wow! And this is the first company that you've led.
0: Uh, the, f- the first real company that I've led. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had I had online, you know, uh, rare book business. Not, yep. not, the same.
1: not not the same at all when it comes to technology software. But y- you being able to have that start already had the technology, but then bringing it to market. Um, can you describe kind of that evolution over the past seven years of? what you thought the problem was and the pain that was felt and how how maybe how that's changed
0: yeah absolutely and i think um when we were working with on the government side um they were really approaching the problem as, as a public policy problem like how do we get more people to ride public transit how do we get people to use bike share how we've got a lot of people moving into the city you know people who are living in you know, newly built buildings and have never used these before. Maybe they, you know, were in college, maybe they were somewhere where they drove everywhere. How do we educate them and and you know help influence them to, to try out these different options, right? And, and so that was the, the fundamental policy problem. But the the real kind of um, you know where the rubber met the road was when we uh, meaning myself and my, my co-founder Ryan, who's who's sort of the business development side of, of our company at the time. Um, found our way to all these different industries that ha- had problems relating to the, the new transportation forms that were becoming available in cities, right? So you look at real estate owners who are paying a premium to be located close to new transportation options or to, to Metro or the subway or, or you know even bike share. Um, and you're looking at employers who wanted to be in these environments. And so we were really focused on helping them um get the maximum value of their investment by by you know either using this kind of information, this transportation information to uh, help sell their properties or to help um, them uh, you know influence the people who are who are going to be working or living in these buildings.
1: Um, how has that then uh, kind of evolved with your current client base that um, you see going forward that the biggest growth area?
0: Yeah. You know, I think we've found that, that, um, you know, we have solutions that, that benefit companies who are, you know, heavily invested in, in the functioning of these transportation networks, mm-hmm. right? Look at like Amazon building HQ2 and in, in Arlington, right? They, they needed to be proximate to, to, you know, are on top of services that can move a lot of people for, for their workforce. Mm-hmm. And so when we, um, when we kind of started off, we were thinking, you know, it's it's really gonna be, um, well, actually, we thought it was government early on. We thought government was gonna be paying for the service. And then we realized that that B2G is a whole different ball game is really, really a lot more challenging. Um, so we decided to focus on, on working with the real estate customers. And then that led us to, to evolve to um, providing solutions for corporate workforces and and really, you know, major employers, you know, they're all going to be dealing with, with, you know, transportation issues, you know, whether it's going into, you know, into distributed workforce and managing all the different transportation options, people will need to go to, you know, little offices, or whether it's, you know, making sure that, you know, if everyone starts driving to the, you know, the main headquarters, you don't have a parking calamity, you know, like all, you know, uh, transportation, as you know, is is very much in flux right now. But but you know we're trying to stay on top of that.
1: Help me um, understand even a bit more of the technology of, of why it's different, of why someone just can't uh, do it themselves, or other or other uh, products or services out there. Yeah, you know, like a lot of these
0: things, many of our um, many of our best customers have, have been ones who have tried to do it themselves over time and found that it really wasn't their, their core competency right and and so um, you know we as as a company have stayed you know very very closely tied to um, the transportation industry keeping up with all the ch- changes uh, keeping up with the uh, you know the introduction of new micro mobility options like scooters and bike shares and, and so occasionally their disappearance um, and doing this on a global level, right? So not just in, in, in US and North America, but also increasingly in Europe or Australia or some of these other markets. And for some of our customers, especially corporate customers, that, you know, they have an international footprint. So they need solutions that apply internationally. So it's partly our, our deep data expertise. And then also uh, just the fact that we're, we're, you know, entirely focused on solving these business problems that, you know, you know other other companies that have maybe consumer solutions just can't be right so so i think it's it's our intense customer focus coupled with our our deep transportation expertise that makes us uh, successful in this industry
1: niching down and focusing on one particular industry and 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 problem definitely helps create a solution that they that can't be easily found elsewhere um you talk about your focus on on data where are you collecting all this information how have you built up this this ecosystem of then that truly um can help that differentiates you
0: yeah i mean it's it's been a um a time-consuming process and, and definitely an investment um you know we um we started you know i i was i was kind of a data junkie i was really into you know understanding where these new transportation feeds and real-time data we're coming from Um, and and you know so um, we've just we've just stayed on top of that progressively over time Um, open data you know is is part of the solution so governments and trans agencies providing data to to all comers some of what we do you know we we consume practically I don't know 3,000 data feeds from from all over the world right and and in maybe 300 different formats and so a lot of those are uh, are not open data some of them are but but there's increasing a lot of them that, that are just coming in, in in different ways and so just managing that is 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 definitely a, a big part of the challenge and um, something where you know we've built a, a lot of capacity over, over time
1: you mentioned uh, the, the need particularly going to corporate where they have offices all over are you getting more international uh, in your delivery what's that look like
0: yeah you know it's it's been a, um, largely customer driven uh, so you know they're they're pulling us into new markets saying hey do you have Tel Aviv. Do you have Sydney? Do you have you know what what other markets can you give us? And you know that's that's one of those things where we're you know we're very happy to to help because uh, I think you know it's it's it it really just speaks to the fact that we are the, the solution provider that that people are looking for uh, you know with this kind of your national footprint and you know it also if we have to go and get data in a new city it makes it really not easy for us to you know to say oh by the way this. This large company that you probably know about is 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 asking. It's it's not us. We, you've never heard of us, but it's it's these guys who are asking for it. it.
1: It gives you credibility to be able to make those requests and move into those spaces. Yeah, that makes right. that makes sense. That kind of growth, then, uh, moving forward from here. Then, what what do you see as as the future for you both in the near term um, with the current ecosystem that exists, and and the long term of of like five years from now that you're that you're heading towards and you see down the pipeline what's what's coming up next?
0: Yeah so you know I think like like anyone else in this kind of COVID time right the 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 biggest question is uh how are you know how's the economy going to change and how are our customers going to change as a result of this right and you look at the data on companies going back to work you know everyone's got a plan to go back you know in, in some form or another but maybe there'll be more Distributed work maybe there'll be more remote work you know and and you know understanding that that creates um, you know more complexity that makes it harder for companies to kind of manage their footprint I think uh, in, in the long run is something that we're we're very interested in, in in you know looking there and and looking for solutions with our our, our you know our partners and our, and our customers that, that could help them address these kinds of challenges um certainly in terms of urban transportation you know transit networks are 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 going to be very troubled for for a while you know after this um and you're going to see longer headways between you know uh vehicles you're going to see more crowding um perhaps limited capacity you know all stuff that that requires uh real-time information to make it work smoothly right because if you know the difference between a you know the classic kind of European transit network where you can show up, you know, and every and something's coming every two minutes or three minutes, you know, versus a, a more of an American kind of experience where it's like coming every 20 minutes, you know, in in if it's 20 minutes, you really need the information. And you need the information everywhere, you know, not yeah. just in your mobile, like you need a screen. Because otherwise you're gonna end up having a bad experience, right? And and so for us, like like understanding and, and that that these things are going to change and are going to create um, i think i think more demand for these kinds of products in the long run um, is 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 a very important uh, direction for us mm-hmm.
1: where can people go to learn more about your company and and what's a good first step for them to take
0: yeah so transitscreen.com is is our our website and uh, you know we've got we work with so many different types of customers. Um, I think you know people should should you know look at the solutions page and figure out you know what what exactly it is that that aligns with with their own interests. But you know whether you're coming uh, at it from an angle of uh, real estate or uh, or corporate workforce or even smart cities, stadiums, you know you you name it, event spaces. Um, we can fit into the transportation management needs of of a a lot of different um, areas. And we also just recently uh, launched our first uh, API uh, uh, page. So we've got a a bunch of different APIs uh, for uh, companies that have apps or websites that that need real-time transportation information. We can provide that on a a highly customized basis and kind of meet anyone where they are. So that's that's a new uh, initiative for us and, and one that we've seen a lot of traction with
1: recently. Be sure to check out part two of my conversation with Matt, in which he talks more about the challenges he overcame to launching a new startup and shares an interesting strategy he employed that involved using government regulatory restrictions as a way to introduce his product to new customers.